When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For a really great future, we're talking real money. Well, hello again, and welcome to another hour of a program that we fervently hope will help you become the best possible investor you can be. And being a great investor, this is so easy. It's just too easy. You can be a really great investor with some simple, straightforward, easy to follow guides, plans, ideas, concepts. It's so much easier than you think. It really is. What most people pass off as investing is really something more akin to gambling. So give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, before you find yourself doing something that may sound really good, but turns out really bad. Okay to overeat, don't overspend. Yeah, and yeah, don't that was an easy let, one, right? Okay, they're coming out of the, at the end of the year. They come out of the oh, woodwork. Yeah. Oh yeah, the financial people trying to make their year-end numbers. You'll be inundated with stockbrokers yeah. and insurance mm-hmm. agents all trying to pitch you on a retirement in a vehicle of some kind, on some hot new investment, on some scheme to take you out of this and put you in this. Do, be so careful. Here's one of the things. This is a. a a tip that everybody should should follow. Okay. If your stockbroker calls you and says, you know, I think it's a good time to get out of XYZ fund and Had put your money well. over into yeah. ABC fund, mm-hmm. don't because it's commission making time. Good point. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're moving your money. It's called churning. And it can be illegal, but it's really hard to prove because yeah. they can say, oh, no, I truly believe that, that moving from the uh, small cap value into large cap growth was the right move. Yeah. Lost a lot of money. Got to get out of that. That's a dog. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all about of a strategy. Feelings. Yeah, exactly. Good point. It's not anything you go, resembling uh, to the, a strategy. The telephone? Oh, I'm sorry. I was singing. Yeah. Yes, let's do that. 855-935-TALK is the number. And Mike, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello, Mike. Hi. Good morning. Uh, Tom and I had uh, talked a couple weeks ago up in your office, and uh, uh, one of I'm my sorry. paranoias was, was that the uh, sooner or later the index funds were so great that somebody was going to start uh, cut, clamping down on them. And, uh John Bogle wrote an article this morning in the the uh, Wall Street Journal that mm-hmm. I thought you would be interested in, and I was wondering what your comments were. It sounds like uh, that exact thing may be going to happen, is that they're going to, uh, because they're controlling the markets, they're going to try to um, clamp down on them or regulate them. Or Do something, something yeah. And I just wondered what your comments were. Don, you can go first on this one. I got oh, my feelings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I think Jack, as much as I admire him, I think he's he he's he's been wrong about several things. Mm-hmm. One, he's always been a proponent of investing only in the U.S. Uh, he's always been a proponent of investing only in the S and P five. Or he was the S and P five hundred initially. Jack is 
he's wrong. He's just flat out wrong. Right now, the uh, index market represents 17% of all the mutual fund investments out there. That is a so that tiny means That means still there's still. over 80% of the money is still actively managed. They're actively managed. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. The other thing that really bothers me about his a lot of his comments is they don't really have anything to do with the government regulating it. They don't really even have anything to do with them not performing well because he knows as well as anyone that the indexes will perform like the market performs. The market performs like the market. It always will perform like the market. Jack's big beef is corporate governance. Exactly. That's his Which, complaint. By the and way, it's yeah, spurious. yeah. Well, it, and by the way, right there's, now. Been, there's been some great. Uh, I really don't know Vanguard as well because we don't use them on the equity, the stock side, but we use we do use dimensional funds, and their work on the corporate governance part is phenomenal. They work very hard on the companies that they own. They're active. They're not. They're not like shorting stuff. They're not doing stuff like that. But they are paying close attention. No, but they actively the vote. They, they actively, actively vote, vote, and they're involved. So I, here, here's my overall take: when when Jack Bogle writes stuff like this. He needs to stick to his knitting. I, I think. I think it's. I think honestly, in my heart of hearts, it's one of those things where people say you really should write more about da da da. And I don't think he needs to. So, but I guess still, John, uh, Mike. Pardon me. The the uh, the question would be, what would you do as an alternative? For example. Well, and one other thing yeah. I want to add: this, his his comments were criticized based on yeah. his misleading information. The, the New York, I believe it was the New York Times, criticized his his use of lies damn lies and statistics he showed a chart of the growth of the index fund market but it was a chart that was big percent scale yeah not a hundred percent scale yeah, it's kind of weird the way it, so way it, it looked, looked like yeah. the new that index funds had taken over the world when they've only gone from from zero percent in the 70s early 70s to 17 percent today we're talking 45 years later and they've only gone from 1 to 17. That's not exactly taken over the world. We're still okay with index funds, Mike. I think most people should be as well. So thank you for, for your call. Ver, for yeah, the thank you for very, coming to see me. Happy holidays. Yeah, and thanks so much for the call. It was a great one. 855-935-TALK is our number. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. You've heard that about 99% of all financial advisors are not always required to act in your best interest. You've probably been pitched financial products by all manner of friends and relatives, and the investing you have done is probably a hodgepodge of ill-fitting pieces that are doing little to provide the financial security you need. If you're looking for a 100% pure fiduciary, and we'll put that in writing, low-cost, fee-only advisor who always puts you first, give Vestry a call at 800-386-3004. That's 800 386 or visit us online at Vestory, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. I just got a, I just got a text from somebody about you. <laughs> oh, I give phone number 855-935-TALK. About me? Yeah, because your, your voice is kind of doing a weird, you, you know, you, you sound kind of weird. So somebody just wrote and said, Don McDonald. Yeah. More That's your daughter, because I'm more, in on the text. More machine than man. <laughs> I'm in on the text. It's oh, okay. a group text. I see. Well, I wouldn't know you that. because Look, know. it says Don and Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I watching. That would have taken me so a long time So be careful what you say. <laughs> I'm glad you told. Oh, who yeah. else is on this, by the way? I need to know. Anyway. 
it's you and me, I think, and her. I know, That's I'm it. Uh, I just found something during the break. Yeah. By the way, the number, 855-935-TALK. There was an article that Think Advisor did with John Bogle a day before he wrote that piece. It's very interesting. He says in this piece, in this uh, interview with Think Advisor, he believes that RIAs are the future. Registered investment advisors, fee-only fiduciary registered investment advisors, are the future of investing. He believes that the brokerage business is on its way out, that commissions are falling, and that index funds are inevitably, by the way, index funds are are, are the result of good RIA decisions. Because at the end putting, of the day, an RA really has to use index funds because you're going to put the client's right. interest first. You can't really pick an actively managed fund anyway. Really? I, and, but then he, so. he, he goes on to say, the, the interviewer says, so what do you advise people to do in this very volatile market? And he goes, stay the course. Yeah, right. Stay invested. But this line, and this has nothing to do with this, but this was kind of curious. This is a transcript of the interview. And near the end of the interview, I need to find. I want. I don't want to misquote it. No. He he was asked. Oh, do you have any financial interest in Vanguard now? Good question. His response. Listen to this. No, none. Let's just leave it at that. Oh, that's odd. I mean, he's had his little things with Vanguard. You remember when they kind of kicked him to the curb? But his. I think he still goes yeah, to work somewhere near the campus or on the campus. That or almost close. feels like yeah, he odd. doth protest yeah. too much. I agree. That's kind of an odd. Wow. I just thought uh, that anyway, was interesting. But, uh, so, but back to back to Mike's call, which I think is yeah, it's so. I would still use index funds. I mean, you could could you use exchange traded funds. Sure, are they built a little oh, bit differently? Oh, Bogle. By the way, okay, he if hates, you're going to listen to Bogle, ETFs. He, he, hates he hates exchange traded because funds because people trade them. He thinks he right. thinks that it's then you can wake up in the morning. The SP's down. I got to get out of that. The S and P's up. I, got, I mean, he thinks that. Then he's probably right. By the way, but right because another thing that index funds do are mutual funds. Uh, open end mutual funds only price themselves at the end of the right. trading day. Yeah, it gives you this several hour cool down window to, to cool down period. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's a cool down period. Yeah. Anyway, I I think this is inside baseball. Use index funds, keep your costs low, have the right yeah, asset allocation. I, I got to tell you, I think a lot of people are being bombarded with information to the contrary. A lot of stockbrokers are going to use this oh, Jack true. Bogle oh, story yeah. he, in ways to he won't say, like. yeah. to, in many ways he won't like, yeah. to say, well, look, Jack, even Jack Bogle at Vanguard says that index funds are dangerous, which is not what he said. No. Read it. Read it. Don't listen to someone else's interpretation of the piece. He basically says he thinks they might become dangerous because no one is voting their interests in the companies. Because remember, shareholders own the companies. They elect the boards of directors. Yeah. So what he's really saying is these humongous index funds own XYZ percentage of large companies, and they're not being involved in those companies you the way other large shareholders may be you know but for those yeah for those who are interested in the in the details of this corporate governance issue you did raise a good point about dimensional funds and their emphasis on responsible corporate governance maybe we could in real investing journal or Ooh, on, a, a, good on a future piece. show. Yeah. But maybe for Real Investing Journal, because it gets more, as you said, in the weeds, yeah. we could do a piece that explains their cov- their corporate governance philosophy and how they implement that in a way that's good 
for business and good for the economy and good for the shareholders. I'm writing it down right now. Good idea. Yeah. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. One of the things I wanted to touch on today, and we've touched on, we touched on it last week because I got sort of a snooty note from somebody telling me that I was wrong about Bitcoin, which, of course, Bitcoin people are going to tell me because they've lost almost all their money if they got in last December. Oh, goodness. They've lost 80% of their money. But here's here's another uh, uh, crypto fiend yeah. who wrote me a note saying... Uh, the uh, the Wall Street Journal podcast had an episode called Ohio Allows Businesses to Pay Taxes with Bitcoin. Oh, I, 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 saw, I, I saw that headline somewhere, but I couldn't remember where it was. Well, turns out the state treasurer of Ohio allowed the state treasurer's office to accept Bitcoin. Small businesses can pay in Bitcoin and the state receives dollars. Uh, it uses a transaction portal called BitPay. She says, it's very interesting. I'm responding to your podcast where you guys doubted the legitimacy of Bitcoin because we cannot pay taxes with it. Just wanted to give you a heads up on this new information and we thought we'd like your thoughts. You know, I got to tell you, my thoughts don't change just because one well, state... Well, you're old. Your brain is sort is, of frozen in place, right? Well, plus, I just don't... bit. It can't be... As a matter of fact, the most interesting thing is that there are new Bitcoin-like currencies, cryptocurrencies, that to keep them more stable are now being backed by actual currency. Well, well wait, wait a minute. minute. <laughs> that sort You're of backing your the Bitcoin, purpose, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Huh. They're okay. using the dollar or the euro or the pound yeah. or the yen to backstop their cryptocurrencies. But aren't those those fiat currencies yeah. against which you rail? Yeah. Okay. So all we have to do is go to Ohio, start a small yeah. business, and we can pay in Bitcoin. Oh, Am okay. I getting that right? The, I, I don't let's know. Say, let's pay say my yeah. federal well, taxes, okay. right? So. Let's say I got a bunch of Bitcoin earlier this year, and I paid, oh, I don't know, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 of Bitcoin. Oh, gosh. And my taxes are due, and I'm paying them to the state. I'm getting $3,800. Yeah. I just lost a fortune by paying you guys in Bitcoin. Yeah, it sounded great. The state great. didn't lose anything. Nope. They immediately converted to dollars. They In about probably in seconds. That's why it's not a yeah. currency, okay. folks. Yeah. Currencies, the only currencies that can go that far afield are currencies that, that have no, no trust. Apparently, that shows a lack of trust in Bitcoin when it can go from $20,000 to $3,800. By the way, if you love Bitcoin, I've got another currency from the 1930s. I think it was in Tenino, wooden oh. nickels from Tenino. I think you could still use oh, those, I thought too, you were. So. I thought you were going to the Reichmark. Nah, oh, that, yeah, I got a bunch of that buried in the basement. No, <laughs> I, got I, a, <laughs> I got a wheelbarrow at Reichmark. <laughs> exactly, buy a loaf of bread. Uh, no, wooden nickels. I mean, it's... Uh, so, yep, go ahead. Bombard us with the texts and the emails. They and will, the and that's okay, and because I'm going to stick to my guns. Yeah, right. Currency should not be volatile. This is not too that volatile. volatile. Yeah, not that volatile. It should not be this volatile. And it's not an investment because it cannot create wealth. It, it's it's just not anything at this point. I Again, uh, the blockchain technology absolutely makes great sense it's just the products generated by it don't yet and so many of them are outright scams tom and don are talking real money
Just as there are basic laws that govern our physical world called physics with a PH, there are also basic rules and concepts that impact our finances and investments. I call them financial physics with an F. In fact, eight years ago, I wrote a book about them. For years, I've wanted to create an interactive version of that book to help readers better understand the concepts. So, since it was time for an update, I turned Financial Physics, with an F, into a special interactive multimedia version only on iBooks. It's the only platform that allows that. Because I want everyone to have access to this information, I decided to give this version away. Yes, it's totally free. So, if you have a compatible Apple device, go get your copy of the new interactive book financial physics on ibooks it's totally free and it's available right now in the ibooks store your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money and before we go on i want to apologize um if you were one of the folks accosted outside of uh, bellevue square by a a man in a red sweater and a girl in a red hat. Uh, uh, I, I just want to apologize for his rudeness when he shouted at you. Oh, you could buy that, but you can't afford these poor people. Oh, <laughs> fine. Oh, fine. Go on into Nordstrom. Yeah, I, you know what? Fine. It, um, it, it's interesting to to do that. You do learn a lot about people. I mean, that's fascinating because there was one woman who was a elementary school principal. She had a bag full of money. She came over. She goes, you know, people in school sometimes leave money here, 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 and I keep it, and then I take it out and give it to a charity, and thank you guys for – here's the money. Now, it's fascinating yeah. to think – if that was sitting around all year, that something else could happen to that. I mean, that, that to me said a lot about her character. They had another woman who was carrying two coffees and a huge Nordstrom bag. She walks about six feet past us and goes, I really want to give something. And, and then she, she walks for another two feet. She stops. She turned around, set everything down, got the money out, put it in. I mean, so it's fascinating. She I love could it. have gone, Aria, here's my purse. Open it up. <laughs> Go for Go it. Go inside and take what you need. Yeah, so it was great, you know, and I ran So how the, many thousands of dollars I, did you raise for the I Salvation Army? a couple Army? hundred bucks in an good hour job. and 20 minutes or something, so it's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Wow. I saw somebody That's that actually, wait, I wait, went wait. to college with 40 years ago. You so. should do that year-round. That's more than you make as a uh, as working your job. <laughs> You're killing me now. I'll take up next Saturday. Thanks a lot. So 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. We talk a lot on this show about two things, funding your retirement. We think there are really two primary things that are critical for you to do. One, Fund your retirement. That's number one with a bullet. Two, help your kids or grandkids get a great education uh, so that they can have a better life. Those two things we think are critically important. And one of the ways you do that uh, for kids or grandkids is to set up a 529 plan for them. And I, I, for the life of me, I still have trouble understanding why people set money aside that's not if it's if the money's intended for education that's not in a 529 remember if you just put money into a, a brokerage account and it grows hopefully and you take it out you have to pay tax on that if you do it in a 529 plan it grows the money comes out to pay for college related expenses and you do not pay tax on it so i see no reason generally to to make that decision but here's the interesting uh, article we're talking that, that just came out the best and worst 529 plans thankfully now, the one I, that we wait, recommend we love, is on the list i was going to say we love the plan yeah, how did it utah. do utah is in the as one of only four that gets the gold rating utah illinois virginia four. which i also use and nevada one of four wow. yeah it's great just four in the whole country get nine their top plans rating. get the silver uh by the way i don't see the great state of washington on here 
Well, um, Washington's probably as hard to rate because it just became yeah, a 529. Prior to that, it was a prepaid program. That's true. You'll be glad to know that your neighbors in the Florida 529 plan are among the five worst plans in the country. North and Dakota, ask me if Florida, I'm surprised. New Jersey. It's probably Arkansas. run by the woman in Broward County who uh, does elections. It sounds somewhat similar. High expenses. <laughs> the county's not very good. Uh, thank you. Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska, which I thought always had a great plan. I thought for a while they used Vanguard or something. It says Vanguard is at uh, using, or pardon me, Nebraska is using TD Ameritrade. Uh, they have not caught on. It says with the, 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 the trend of, and I love this, reducing fees because fees do matter. And you can still buy you can still get into a 529 that charges commissions should you wish to do so. Why? I have oh, absolutely I know. no idea. Oh, I know. It bothers idea. me. Why in the world would you do that? I know that? why. Wait. I exactly know why. Oh. It's because the trustees of the state plan are buds with some stockbrokers yeah, who work their way in by playing golf and buying them free steak dinners. We've come full circle. <laughs> we started with a steak dinner. We're back with a steak dinner. We so, did. Uh, and the reason that we like Utah is uh, because the expenses are very low, because the funds they use are very low expense funds and i think you can get a great you get an age-based plan there don where the money's managed according to the age of the child you really don't have anything to do you put the money in, they take care of it and then when your child gets to college you start taking it out it's absolutely simple and that's what investing it's so should easy be. Should it's be. so well done it's a great it's at, at my 529.com and by the way we don't get a darn thing from them or anybody we mention on the show period tom and don are talking real money I just recently created a new and massively improved interactive edition of Financial Physics on iBooks, but I don't want to leave out those without an Apple device, although no other platform offers their interactivity. I have, however, created a free static PDF version of Financial Physics with an F that you can get right now at TalkingRealMoney.com. That's TalkingRealMoney.com. We're talking real money. In an attempt to kill my robotic voice, I have reset every darn thing there is to reset. You haven't sounded this good since the late 90s. It's about time. Actually, yeah, speaking of which, I have all these digital things of me from the late 80s. We've both been dig- I digging around not, the stuff, finding the old I material. I did not sound as good, I don't really? think, in, in the late 80s uh, as I do now. Uh, okay. I I, I, wouldn't sounded, have, I wouldn't have said that, by the way. I sounded more announcerish. I okay, thought. yeah. I don't know. You've sounded younger then. I did sound young. You yeah. did. Well, wow. huh. let's see. 88, I was, oh, yeah, younger. Yeah. Let's About just, 30 years younger. Let's just leave it at that. 30 years well, And We're going to go younger. there. Do you remember the time that I came and visited <sighs> you when you had the national show? And I came to Colorado yeah. and we did the... I, I, 660 Garden of the Gods. I'll tell you why it's a funny story, because I went to your home. It was like you did the show like in the evenings, I think, or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So I go to his place. Nine to midnight. Yeah, okay. I go to his place. We're having a nice dinner, a couple of glass of wine. He said, well, you're, you're going to come with me down to the studio. Oh, sure. I, you know, I, I owned a radio station at the time. Sure, I'll come down. I go down to the studio, and he goes, you got that microphone over there. I'm like, I, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, you may as well be on the show. You're here. You're a radio guy. <laughs> 
I was like, yeah, I figured you could I handle it. Add a couple glasses of wine. And then somebody called and wanted to know sort of the economics of owning a radio station or something. It was, it, and it, who better to answer it than Yeah, you? and then trust me, that's not the question I wanted to answer that day either. So. Really? <laughs> Nor oh, today, for yeah. that matter. But at any rate, um, yeah. that was how, how did that go for you, that radio I'm station? I'm glad the thing. profession I'm in now. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, so, yes. indeed. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no radio stations to own. 855-935-8255. Give us a call. If you're having uh, an issue in your life that involves money, where maybe you're coming up on the end of the year, you're trying to make some decisions Mm -hmm. as to where you should be invested for the new year. You have somebody pestering you to buy something, do something, get into something. Before you do it, call us. Well, you can call us after, too, but... I'd prefer you call us before. And by the way, you there's another thing that's changed not your not just your voice in the last thirty years, but another thing that's changed in your philosophy. Both of ours. Oh, in my some philosophy. Ways. Well, my both, philosophy has has, it's, it's, has it's, uh, yeah, evolved it's, dramatically. Yeah, it's evolved, but but around the advice part, because we both used to believe, and and we both used to give the advice: just own these index funds or own these funds and get on with your life. The challenge we find is very few people do the very few people build portfolios correctly. Um, a very few. I'll say 5%. It's a small number. But it's, here's And we see it. We, we know, actually I'm, see it yeah, in real I mean, life. But the bigger one is so few people follow it. So interestingly enough, I just got a call from a guy I've known for almost 20 years. He moved to your state, actually, a number of years ago. He's an engineer, very bright guy, very bright. And uh, Which railroad did he work for? <laughs> and so he, he was asking me Sorry. about his tax situation. He's already working on, this is how he fine-tuned he is he's working on his taxes for 2018 and he ran the numbers and he was freaked out because i gotta pay more blah 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 he'd forgotten that he got to from his income subtract his 401k etc etc but here's the here's the part that matters i showed him i tried the like the two times in the last decade just own these funds don't mess with it blah blah, blah. and i asked him how he's doing with that and he laughed he said yeah i've been in and out of the market three Not. or four times and i done this. I, uh, really because it just it you take all this in it's all over you and you think you got to do something when that's a horrible piece of advice I, I, i've got a friend from colorado who i've known forever who was a radio guy and very bright and and just i cannot cannot convince him that the game playing he does with hot stocks that he hears about from some guy on the golf course, and, you know, he has some winners. He remembers those winners. Sure. They're burned into his memory. He's so proud of them. But he forgets all the times when he lost a fortune on some fly-by-night mm-hmm. scheme. And there have been a lot of those, yeah. a lot of those. I have another friend who's a doctor here in town. He keeps doing that, getting into a fly-by-night story that somebody tells him at the hospital about something or other. It took forever for me to, for to, for me to convince my stepdad, yeah, who's a doctor true. in New York, yeah. that he could, should stop playing the market. It is almost impossible to convince people that they're wrong. And so if you are willing, and, and this isn't about us, by the way, but if you're willing to listen to somebody else, and I think you should, frankly, and it shouldn't be the free steak dinner that we talked about an hour and a half ago. Uh, it probably shouldn't just be doing a web search about how to invest. That's probably not the best way. I truly oh think... Oh, my gosh. That advice is terrible. I mean, yeah, it's so much of it now. I truly think that finding a fee-only fiduciary... 100% fee, f- wait, let's, fee can only. we just reiterate that? Yeah. Fee-only, not fee-based. Yeah, not fee-based. Fee-only. 
100% fiduciary. And you can, where do we send people now to do that? Where's the place they can go look that Talking up? Real Money. Okay. It's right on TalkingRealMoney.com. I told search. you everything's there. It's not just about us. You could find a lot of other, and there's a it's, lot of other great no, advisors. You yeah. can search for uh, yeah. many of the advisors who believe in a very similar philosophy to us. We're not saying we're the only game in town. We are saying that we're a member of a very elite club of very good people who shouldn't lead you astray. Tom and Don are talking real money. Keeping the podcast breaks as painless as possible is my goal. That's why I want to very quickly tell you about the only magazine I've ever heard of that is 100% real investing all the time. There's no business news, no speculative advice, and certainly no lifestyle stuff. It's called Real Investing Journal. I publish it every quarter, and you can get two full years for only 25 bucks at realinvestingjournal.com. That's realinvestingjournal.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello again. Welcome back to the show. I'm Don McDonald. Give us a call if you've got a question about money matters because money, well, it matters. 855-935-TALK is our number, 855-935-8255. And by the by the by, you can call that number anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Tom will answer it. He loves you so call much. Call me Christmas Day afternoon. I won't have to cook for my in-laws. It'd be perfect. Nice long I don't even know what we're doing Christmas. We've got nobody coming I. over. No, we have people I got coming a, over, but I don't know. I got so. nobody coming over. Yeah. I'm oh. thinking about going somewhere where it snows. Should that's a long somewhere. way from where you are, by the from way. From where I yeah, am. That's... All righty. Um, I want to tell you a little story. little story. You talked earlier about how my views have evolved yes. over time. Yes. You know, I started out as a stockbroker. I believed what Dean Witter told us, and that was that the analysts, the experts, could help us make better decisions for our clients they could help us pick the right stocks and the right bonds and the right the, the right stuff to be in and to be out of tell us when to be in and when to be out and we would tell our clients that and we would all make a lot of money the money part was right we did make a lot of money yeah. the you, part about knowing what they were doing not so much the clients then didn't I went make into, very much <laughs> yeah then i went into radio and so i knew that the buying individual stocks thing was scary that you but i believed if you did your research mm-hmm research you really did your work you could still pick great stocks but i preferred you pick great mutual funds and i didn't want you paying anybody a commission because they didn't re- i knew how little they worked for that commission it was mostly about making cold calls and phone calls and not working for the client so i was a big believer in in researching and picking stocks the peter lynch method getting great mutual funds the janices and the um investcos of the world and, and you had the don mcdonald newsletter I had a newsletter yeah. where I re- I help people research these things and and it never once occurred to me until many years later throughout that whole period it never once occurred to me and it should have that much if not all of the occasional great performance that these mutual funds exhibited or the times when you pick the right stock and you looked flipping brilliant i remember picking stocks and people going whoa don that was a great pick i'd be going really wow i didn't know i knew that much <laughs> it never occurred to me and it should have but my ego stood in the way my ego that's that a shocker luck. but okay we'll go with it that it was luck that if i picked yeah. the right stock it wasn't because i knew anything it's just that stocks go up more than they go down. So if you're picking stocks, odds are good. It's going to go up. Luck. Why we need to understand luck as a component, a major component to investing. 
and maybe factor it out. Well, luck in just your life. I mean, first of all, you live in the United States of America, most of you. That's Oh, big lucky. lucky. Luck of the genetic yeah. draw I mean, right there, dude. Wow. That's, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, we could go on with that, but we're not going to. But the bottom, I mean, because Gene Fama, a guy I actually pretty well trust. I mean, I you know, he Gene come Fama, over to stay by the way, is a a professor yeah. professor at University of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Won the 2013 Nobel Prize for Economics. Brilliant, brilliant guy who's been studying markets for over 50 years. Yeah, and he he recently pointed out that. As you know, if you come to our classes or read our stuff, we tell you to own small companies and big right. ones. We tell you to own value ones, the crummy firms that are hard to own, and the good currently ones. crummy firms. Yeah, right, exactly. Microsoft was one of those crummy firms, and now it's yeah. not so crummy. And it doesn't always work. I mean, this year is pretty – I'm going to apologize. If you became a client on the first day of this year of ours – You've lost almost 5% of your money if you're 100% in stocks. How many are 100% Not, in stocks? I think we have two. Like uh, two out of hundreds. Yeah. And if you're 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, you've lost two and a half. But Gene points out that it, all these things that they've gone back and looked at decades of research to show how stocks sort of act, you know, the, the, the factors, if you will, of investing, that they're still... A one of four probability that small cap stocks could lose to large caps in any 10-year period. So you may have just picked the wrong... T- Imagine if you pointed this out earlier in the show. Had you put all the money in the S&P 500 in 2000, by oh. 2009, you were still basically underwater for that decade. That's a long time. And the same thing can happen with small. He also points out that there's a 16% probability that T-bills could do better than stocks in a decade. I mean, think of that. That's a long time. A long time. Over a decade? Over a decade. Wow. So, I mean, this is this aspect of, there's a there's an aspect of luck to all this that that we want to tell you just invest this way, leave the money, you're going to be okay and, and in the long term, I truly do believe that. But in the short term, we have no idea. He has no idea. And he's going to tell you that there's a good chance this will not work for some period of time. For example, international has not worked well for the last few years as you may know. But again, international saved you if you Correct. were invested half international, half U.S. between 2000 and 2010. It saved you. It did. It turned your your flat yep. performance into about a seven percent gain. Exactly because, per year. Yeah, I know that's a and that's a huge deal that people they forget about now because really since the Great Recession. The U.S. has been the place to invest, so it's all about that. Uh, you put it there. You our a lot philosophy, of money. our beliefs, are so frustrating to most people mm-hmm. because most people, most of you listening, want an answer. I want a yes or no, an up or down, a right or wrong. I cannot stand gray. I don't want to hear that you don't know. I want you to tell me the truth. And guess what? Folks, we're telling you the truth. You just don't like it. You can't handle it. You can't oh, handle it. No, the, I... the, 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 there's one. There is only one guarantee that Tom or I will give you. There is one guarantee when it comes to two. your investments. Oh, okay. I there's one okay. that I know of when it comes to your investments. Oh, it'll go down. They're go- they're going to go down at some yeah. point. Guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're invested in anything other than a certificate of deposit at the bank. Anything, even a treasury, at some point, the value will fall, maybe minutely, 
But if it's in stocks, dramatically. If it's in Bitcoin, really? Yeah, individual equity. I, I want to go back to 1988 where you, the, the, the nice old lady told you she was going to buy the 30-year U.S. government bond oh and ended up making, gosh. what was it, nine point something for every gotta, year for 30 years? I've, Are you kidding me? I've, Wow. I've got to peel that call <laughs> off really these hundreds do. and hundreds That's, on this thing because wow. a woman called me That's and she said, story. "I I don't I can't just I can't decide whether to get into the thirty year treasury or just go into the short term stuff and wait for rates to rise before I get in." And I said, "What do you a know they're going to the rise? Yeah. Well, they've been rising. Yeah. Do you know they're going to rise? I don't know." Mm. And then I said, but right now you do know that they're at 9.89% on the 30-year treasury. This was in 1988. Yeah. Had she bought that, I don't know if she did, right. that 30-year treasury, she would have made 10% per year over the past 30 years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How does that compound? i got to do the and rule of 72. it was pretty that. much guaranteed, I mean, the full faith and confidence of the United States government, which has so far been pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, a great story. Yeah, okay. Yeah, pardon me. But I mean it's been uh pretty and that that's a great story, but that and a huge fork in the road. But what we're trying to tell you is Wow, hundred thousand dollars would have turned into four hundred and ten thousand yeah, dollars with zero risk. Yeah. That's well no, I think they might say that that's not riskless because T bills would be riskless t bonds there might be an element well, t of bonds risk. are riskless in terms of default risk okay they're volatility filled yeah, right, but correct. riskless if you hold them to maturity You're there is no you. risk you have gotten your money you have gotten your yeah. money in the past 855 oh wait never mind we're coming up on the end of the show i'm gonna tell you more about tom's class when we get back you don't want to miss it this is the last one of the year tom and don are talking real money your number one financial goal must be retirement. As we live longer, our need for a substantial retirement nest egg has grown. That's why you must have a plan. And to help you map your route to a brighter future, I created Vestory's Better Retirement Guidebook. And you can get a free PDF copy right now at retirebetterbook.com. It's truly free and there is no obligation. So get your Better Retirement Guidebook now at retirebetterbook.com, Retire betterbook.com your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money and after we have a class one of our uh, classes on retirement investing people are always calling us after going when's your next one when's your next one we don't have a next one for a while so if you want to go to one of our classes tom and rick gregorick are teaching a great one and it's it's a lot of material in two hours it's called retirement freedom you're going to find out about investing income generation and planning the legal part of your life and tickets are available right now at talkingrealmoney.com talkingrealmoney.com we hope you realize that the information provided on talking real money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.